John Forrest, 12 years of speed freaks. What do you say about that? I got one question. 12 years, I've kept Castrol for 28. You still got blimpies on your team? Oh. No. Ouch. We don't have blimpies on our team, but we still have Lucas Oil on our team for the last 12 years. Well, they're, they're a good bunch. Can't get better than Lucas, even though I'm with Castrol. Anybody that invests in the sport of NHRA, full throttle drag racing, I just love them. John Forrest joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. And, John, we we got to a point to where, you know, we celebrated the five-year anniversary, then we celebrated the seven, and then the ten. I, I think you might feel the same way, that we, we just like to celebrate every year, every anniversary at this point in our life. You do the same? Well, yeah. I, you know, what was the question? <laughs> I ain't had enough coffee. I'm trying you- to figure out... What what you mean by that? So explain that again. Do you celebrate every anniversary that you can now versus every five or ten years? I celebrate every day that I wake up on this beautiful earth, in this great economy, with this great president that we have. Right. How's that for getting out of drag racing and getting into politics? <laughs> no, I don't do politics. I, I do. I enjoy life. And, and why not celebrate? Every year goes by that we survive. We're in the great country of America and our men are, and women are fighting overseas uh, to give us a great place to live. God bless them for what they do. And, and at the end of the day, yeah, let's enjoy life. You know, when you look at the change from you guys, uh, you know, uh, your nation, you called it, uh, years ago, you guys evolved over 12 years because, man, you're a different group now. You were, you were like, out of uh, hate ashbury or something. I don't know. In the early days, you scared me when I come on the show. I'm not so afraid anymore. Hate Ashbury? <laughs> the early days, the hippie look, Hippies? talking the talk. Even though it was a different time, your hair is different. You've all changed. And one of your band members ran off. And uh, just, uh, where am I going with this? I don't have a clue. John Forrest joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. Crasher, go ahead. Well, you talk about preaching the gospel, and I wanted to preach the gospel after last weekend's Bristol round. You have one of the closest, if not the closest race in motorsports history in the NHRA Pro Stock. It comes down to the line, and they have to go to the eight, 100 millionths of a second or something so bizarre like that to find out who the actual winner was. Yet, unfortunately, you're not going to see that stuff. And we didn't see that stuff on SportsCenter. I'm, I find it, I don't know, I guess I take offense to it, that you've got one of the most exciting sports out there, NHRA Drag Racing, and it doesn't get the coverage that it deserves on mainstream sports. The, the, uh, I don't know why. I just keep preaching the gospel to grow our sport. Every opportunity I get to be on shows around the country or around the world, uh, that's what we got to do. Uh, we just got to keep moving ahead, being focused. But that was a great moment, that race. If they could have saw the face on the driver that lost, you know what I'm saying? The look in, in, that, uh, in that, uh, that blue and white Dodge, uh, if that's the race you're talking about, yes, right? Yes, Alan Johnson lost to uh, Mike Edwards, yes. It was unbelievable. It was shocking. You know, uh, you know we were knocked out, all four of my cars, Auto Club, uh, uh, Southern Cal, uh, the Ford's Castrol, the Traxxas car with Courtney, Mike Neff, Robert Me, we were all knocked out first round. But we were right back up watching the races because we're fans. And I'm telling you, that pro stock battle, it was something. Statman, go ahead. John Force, you've always been in funny cars. You've won championships, 15 championships yourself. You've won championships in funny cars. There's always been a threat that 
there would be a top fuel dragster in the John Force camp. Why did that ever come about? Why has it always been funny cars? Well, because I like the funny cars. I grew up in them from the early days at Orange County and Irwindale, Seattle. You know, the, the places that we went match racing. I loved the, the plastic, fantastic, they called them funny cars. But for me, it's a moving billboard. Dragsters are rocket sh- ships. You know, we run the same motors, the same drivetrains. The funny cars, they're not as quick or as fast, but pretty close. But at the end of the day, I got a lot of places to put Brand Source and Mac Tool and Freightliner and, and, and all the sponsors that support me and, and Goodyear and all these guys. And, and I, I just like them. But I, I got to be honest, we've evolved into top fuel right now. We've got a top fuel car that we're testing all this year. My daughter, Brittany, has already licensed in the top fueler. She's run 85 with the car over 310. So uh, there will be a top fueler, not with the old man driving it, but with my baby girl. And in time, we'll have two of them. John Force <laughs> joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. <laughs> And John, let's say you're about to get you're about to get in a tussle, you're about to get into some fisticuffs, and you had to pick two or three dudes to back you up. Who would you rather have in your arsenal with a big ass stick or his fist? Big ass Jim Dunn or Connie Coletta to back you up? Let me tell you, you can't get any tougher than those two guys. <laughs> yeah, if I was going to go to battle, I, I wouldn't want them behind me. I'd want Coletta and, and Big Jim out front, uh, and I might uh, sprinkle Hagen in there a little bit. He ain't too shabby, old cowboy. But I never did answer your last question. Love those other series, but you know what? I'm staying where I'm at. This is my life. I've had offers to go to NASCAR. I've had people talk to me about IndyCar, uh, land speed cars. Maybe one day I'll address that. That's something I wanted to do because I like speed. And, 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 but at the end of the day, I know what I'm doing here, and, and I really got a reason for being in drag racing. When we lost Eric Medlin, it changed all of our lives. And it was about a kid sacrificed. And from the safety that came out of that with the Ford engineers and NHRA and John Force Racing, and especially John Medlin, uh, Eric's dad, my life was spared in the crash at Dallas. Arms and legs and wrists and ankles broke and burns. And yet I had no head injuries because of the work that we had done to the roll cages. And, 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 and Eric is the one that sacrificed to take us to the next level. And I need to continue building safety. And I need to focus on what I know. And that's why the three rail cars, um, you know, I'm excited. We believe it's a better car. And, 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 and the safety that came out of that. John Force joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. And, John, we asked Mario this question. And let's, let's go back maybe 10 years uh, let's go back prior to even Medlin coming into the John Forrest camp. Through your years of racing, what single what what single lost life of a driver that you looked up to affected John Forrest maybe in your twenties or your thirties? Which what driver back in the day when he lost his life affected you? I was close to Eric Medlin. I you know I was close to his dad, and and Eric actually lived with me. A couple of the guys from the shops that are staying in hotels lived with me at my condo on the lake, and, and Eric was a great cook. You know what I mean? Uh, he dated the most beautiful women I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, Dallas cheerleaders. But he was a kid. He was a bull rider out of that uh, Sacramento area, uh, you know, a horse rider, and just a kid with a lot of heart that, you know, like his dad said, if Eric knew that he would lose his life in a car and, and somebody else sued up, he'd jump right back in it. 
That's how he thought. He loved it that much. He was a great star. He taught Brittany and Courtney and Ashley so much about a race car because I was too thick-headed half the time to, you know, try to teach my kids in my way. But Eric just had a way of talking with them. And that was enough that I almost walked away from the sport. If it would have been one of my kids, I'd probably been done right now. Mm. I don't think that I have that strong, what John Medlin had, to handle that with God and everything. I don't know if I could have done that if it had been one of my children. But I knew that we had to, to move on and make the sport safer. And that's what we all did as a team. Probably, you know, when you look at, I never knew Daryl Russell, uh, you know, but he was just a great kid, you know, when I talked to him, but I, I only met him a few times. Um, uh, you know, uh, the, the, Coletta's son. Scotty. Uh, Scotty was a great kid. I, I didn't know him that well. But I spoke at his when they had the get together at his his morning that they had for him. I don't like to use the word funeral, but I spoke there and I felt so out of place. But everybody wanted me to say a few words, and 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 I I could just talk about the love between him and his dad because I know how you feel about your children, you know. Uh, Alan, uh, you know Blaine Johnson. I had raced Blaine Johnson the week before at Stanton, Michigan, before we went to Indy. And, 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 and I can't get into all the drivers that have been lost, or men or women, over the years. You know, uh, we lost little kids and junior dragsters. You know what I mean? We, you know, but if you really look at the sport, it really is safe. I, I feel safer in my race car, uh, you know, with the NHRA changes and safety, and they're always looking every day. But I feel safer than I do on the L.A. freeway, I'll tell you that. Yep. And, and, and because if you look at the few that we've lost in the years and the, the thousands of races that are run, can you understand why? You know, I just feel safer. But, but i got to tell you, uh, you know, at the end, I knew um, certain drivers, e- even in NASCAR, you know, you know what I mean? I knew some of the IndyCar people. I knew I didn't know Weldon. I'd done a couple shows where he was at, but I knew that he loved it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, Neil Bonnet was a personal friend because I did TV shows with him, and I knew that he had crashed and he was hurt, and he was telling me when I was filming on TV with the Fram Autolite group, he, he was in MC in their shows. All he wanted to do was go back, and then he went back, and we lost him. But... Probably we all know the biggest, they're all big tragedies. You know what I'm saying? But we know sometimes it goes with the bigger name. And it's sad, but that's the way it is because of the media, the bigger stars. You know what I'm saying? But Dale Earnhardt was, you know, to me it was, we lost Elvis. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I remember when Elvis died. I sat down on the curb. When John F. Kennedy died, I sat down on the curb. And I was just a kid in school. But, but, but Earnhardt was, man, it was like, holy, you know, I don't, I, it was just terrible. And, and, and if I was going to go, I'd want to think that something would come out of it. But don't worry, when I go, they're going to stuff me like Trigger and put me on tour. So don't worry about me. <laughs> Freak, Freak Nation, his name, John Force, 15-time NHRA Funny Car Champion, joining us for our 12-year celebration. And, John, before we get out of here, we've had your daughters here in the Freak Nation a number of times, and they, they actually enjoy coming back on. And In fact, we asked him one time, what's the strangest gift that their old man, their old man John Force, has given them for Christmas? I think it was just, I think it was like a hair dryer. 
<laughs> I was running through an airport and always late on birthdays and stuff. And I was trying to get, I think it was Courtney, and I was trying to get her a gift. And I bought a hair dryer in an airport because I live on the road. That's why, you know, I always say NHRA took my kids away from me, but they gave them back. Oh, we're fighting every week at the races, just like the TV show. You know, Courtney, you know, she's on overload, trying to win, trying to learn how to drive this car. My girl's starting to cut good lights. Brittany, Courtney's 70 lights out there. You know, and, and, and I just love watching them do it. John Force, is Ashley coming back anytime soon? I, I can't put a date. You know, I never want to push. I know she has Jacob, and, man, it's her whole life. She's running our TV studios here in, 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 in Yorba Linda. Uh, I know she's going to come back. We've got that place reserved for her. It's her race car. That's why I carry her name on the side of it. Ashley Force Hood, I want the fans to know. That's her car. You know, Dean Antonelli's her crew chief, and one day that change will come. But the real truth is she may go another year and have a baby, one more. You know, maybe she'll want to have three. You can't predict what a woman's going to do. It's got to come from the heart, her and her husband, Dan. Danny, what they decide to do, and I will support it. But she said, Dad, I love the sport. I love the fans, even though it's overloading. It's a lot of work. It ain't about the money to her. But she said, I'm going to get back in that car. I want to win a championship, and I want my son to see what his mama did. You know what I mean? And her husband now is a backup crew chief on Courtney's car. Uh, so we're, we're a family. We're, we're the circus people that climb the high wires and walk across Niagara. That's what we do. And uh, we do it because it's, it's the thrill of winning and living on the edge. That's our life. I can't predict what a woman can do. Imagine that. No, we, we, we're very predictable, John. We are. Uh, no, <laughs> not even you. I won't get into that. You won't get me in trouble. But, boy, you folks have mellowed. You've mellowed a lot. God bless you. Would they get you down in a Bible Belt or something? What happened? <laughs> well, John, we could certainly go in the gutter if you want to go there. I warn my girls, better be careful. You'll go down a road with speed freaks, and you'll never know where they'll catch you. And my girls said, Dad, they're so cool. They're so nice. They're nothing like you warned us. They didn't know you in the early days. You mellowed out. John Forrest, thank you for helping us celebrate our 12 years, and thank you for making those 12 years very special for us. And that, that, that is really something, what you've done for our sport and all of the sanctioning bodies and their drivers to give everyone a chance to speak, not just the big guys, but you bring the little guys on too. Because remember, the little guys become the big guys. That's the way it's done. Women too. John, <laughs> thanks for coming in, my friend. I'm still eating blimpies. That shows you advertising works. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. That's how you celebrate a 12-year anniversary, Statman, with John Force. You know, the one thing I remember about John, I'll never forget this. Whenever I listen to John and all the bluster and everything, I remember one night when I was sitting between him on my right and Eddie Cheever on my left, and John got so quiet and so quiet enough for me to turn to him and say, what's wrong with you? What are you so quiet for? And he said, that's an Indy 500 winner there. And he was taken aback. And to see John Force taken second to anybody, Eddie Chief or anybody. And in that conversation we just heard with him, we heard him display all the love that he has for motorsports, not just funny cars, 
got a little headline from him that a top fuel car is on the way, but he talked about IndyCar and stock cars. John Force is a genuine, a genuine American person. You know, you get to the people really deep in the sport, especially some of the legends, and they do. They all follow all forms of motorsports. And it's that's that's a true race fan. That's somebody who really appreciates motorsports. It doesn't matter what the discipline, you're gonna follow it. It doesn't matter IndyCar versus NASCAR versus Formula One versus Supercross or Superbikes. It doesn't matter. It's motorsports. And one thing Randy Bernard, CEO of the IndyCar series, said to us when he first became CEO is this sport of motorsports needs to come together. All boats rise on a high tide. And I think that's what John Force was just preaching when he said Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s win was good for the entire the entire realm of motorsports. So yeah, I wish I wish fans could really grasp that. If you're a racing fan, you really would appreciate every single discipline. 